Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy that you're here. Today, you've got me for a solo episode. And let me tell you, this style of conversation with you guys is long overdue. It's my favorite way to connect with you guys. And I don't think I've had a solo come out since the beginning of the year when we did our intention setting and mantra episode to kick off 2023. And let's just say with all the lofty goals and intentions that I had for 2023 and kicking it out of the park, blowing it out of the park, whatever that saying is, I really did. I came through the gates of 2023 real hot and really ready to transform my life and just be this working mom of my visions and dreams and do it all and write the books and start the membership and do all the things. And I don't even know how to describe to you what has taken place since 2023 has started because it has been nothing that I expected it to be, but it has also been everything that I've needed it to be. And not just now in this season of my life, what I need right now is what I've needed it to be my whole entire life. And I'm definitely going to back up and explain what I'm talking about and bring you guys along for the ride. And that's what we're talking about in today's episode. So I'll just start off by saying a couple of things. One, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to share this kind of stuff, this story of where I've been for the last eight to 12 weeks here on the podcast ever. And I also wasn't sure if this was even the medium to do it. And you'll see why. You'll see why. Because part of Part of what I'm learning is boundaries and having been in the public eye for 10 years and doing this podcast and this blog 
for my whole career ever since I was 21 years old, fresh out of college, never had another job other than this, has led me to the point at the age of 32 to be learning boundaries in a real way for the first time. And that's part of, part of what I'm experiencing now. But what I will also say is in my heart of hearts, I always knew that I would share all of this with you guys. I just didn't know how soon or when or in what way or if it would be in a book or in a blog post. And if you've been following my Tuesday blog posts, then you know a little bit about what I've been going through. And I've dropped it in here and there in some other episodes, like some of the mental health conversations we've been having lately with some amazing guests. But I certainly haven't even scratched the surface. And today, that's what I hope to do. And I really, I feel called from deep within to share this on the podcast today. And I just want to put that out there before we even get started. I'm not sharing this story for any reason other than I really feel like part of my mission here on this planet is to be a human guinea pig. And for whatever reason, I am this reflector soul, reflector in human design, reflecting the collective, being a mirror to others. And I'm also blessed with this platform of all of these incredible listeners, you guys, and the fact that I've been doing this for all these years and that this podcast has transformed and evolved with me as I have healed through Lyme disease, gotten married, become a mom, become a psychic, intuitive medium, and an author and all of these other things. So I feel like with this platform, I would be remiss and it just wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be in alignment with my highest self and my path if I didn't about some of these things that I'm going through. And I'll also say some of it I will still keep private because I'm definitely working through a lot of things. So this episode is really going to be life updates. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about anxiety and panic, integrating plant medicine, new awakenings that I've had, and really like the biggest realizations of my entire life. And I suppose we can call it running from my soul. And I do feel, and I feel like my guides and my angels are nudging me to do this episode. They're speaking to me right now and they're showing me, yes, we're talking about this now because the collective is going to be experiencing this. So whether you're experiencing this now or maybe someone that you love is experiencing this or maybe in a few years post-Saturn return for some of you, you'll, you'll be in the position that I'm in now. And there's a reason. If you're listening to this right now, I would say stick around, turn it up because there's a reason that you're here and there's a reason that we're connecting. So let's get into it. I have extensive notes. And if you've been here for a while, you know that I never take notes for my solo episodes. So this is saying a lot that I have extensive notes because there's so much that I want to cover. So let's dive in. Let's rewind to the beginning of 2023. So this was, I don't know, three months ago now. We are well into March. And I have been integrating a lot of psychedelic therapy. I did ketamine therapy pretty heavily. 
in November of last year. I talked about it on the podcast. I interviewed my ketamine therapist, Dr. Mike Dow. So if you're curious about what ketamine therapy is, why it's used, what the science is, all that kind of stuff, you should listen to that episode. But what I'll say here is that I did ketamine therapy as a new mom because I was realizing I've been dealing with a pretty heightened level of anxiety my whole life. And I also have a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder from being sick with a chronic illness, Lyme disease and mold toxicity and everything else that comes along with having Lyme. So for the last six to 10 years, I've been dealing with that six years knowingly and before that unknowingly. And I'm also a spiritual seeker and I'm here on this earth to experience these different alternative healing modalities. And I dove into all the ketamine work really fearlessly, really ready for whatever this psychedelic medicine was going to show me. And it showed me a lot. And when I was in those ketamine sessions with Mike, my therapist, I saw a lot of things that I saw beautiful things. I went to hell. I went to heaven and I went to past life memories and also childhood memories. And overall, where I would always go in these experiences is what I would call my soul's home. And I would emerge and tell Mike, I feel more at home in those realms than I do here on this earth. And it was really beautiful. I feel like psychedelic medicine is just definitely a part of my path and a part of why I came to this planet at this time to experience it, to be a student of it, to talk about it, and to share it with people. But also, I've done a lot of other psychedelics in the past, from ayahuasca to mushrooms and psilocybin. Well, psilocybin being mushrooms, psilocybin journeys, microdosing, and macrodosing. And although I've had huge awakenings on those psychedelics, I always just kind of felt like, I'm a spiritual seeker. Like I said, I'm going to keep exploring. And whether I know what my exact intention to heal is or not, I'm just here to explore and to seek and to find the meanings of the universe, the keys to my own soul's universe and my psychic gifts and just dive into this world. It really speaks to me. So I would say I had a similar approach when I was doing all the ketamine therapy at the end of last year. But what I didn't really realize was going on was that while I was revisiting some of these childhood memories and unlocking traumatic memories, traumatic memories that I myself had repressed my whole life, because that's what our brains do. And it can be really beautiful. And it can also be, I mean, it's a coping mechanism. It's kind of a disassociative state that we go into when something traumatic happens to us as a child. And we're talking all different kinds of trauma here. Big T trauma, little T trauma. Um, I was always under the impression that most of my trauma was considered little T trauma meaning it's all relative. So to me, it was trauma, but it wasn't like I experienced anything hugely traumatic. I never witnessed anything truly horrible happening. I had extremely supportive parents. I had a safe home, a beautiful upbringing. So my trauma, I always felt was like related to my dad yelling and then 
you know, all the traumatic things that happen to all of us in school as we grow up and things like that. I knew that I had a lot of trauma, especially as a highly sensitive person. But what I will say, ketamine therapy helped me uncover is that I do have some bigger T traumas that people speak of that I had no idea, quite simply, that I had been repressing since childhood, since the age of three and also the age of seven. And I can't get into it too much because these are memories that I'm still learning to uncover. And when I had the fabulous Gabby Bernstein on my podcast last summer to talk about her book, Happy Days, which is her own remembrance of her childhood sexual traumas and the subsequent ways that she learned how to heal the different therapeutic techniques that she has learned and everything that has helped her from tapping to EMDR and everything in between. I listened intently with so much awe and so much respect and reverence for Gabby, but I also remember feeling, I can't imagine, I can't imagine unlocking a repressed memory as such. And then I did. And so here we are. I I unlocked some repressed memories and it was really scary. And and for anyone, and I, I should give a trigger warning here actually before we go any further, if you're dealing with any sort of trauma reprocessing or you have big T trauma or little T trauma in your life, definitely you know, I'm not going to get into too much detail and we're actually going to change the subject soon. But if anybody's feeling triggered at all, trust me, I get it. Trust me, you can turn it off. I have been in such a heightened state of anxiety and panic for the last eight to 12 weeks that I would be the first person to understand. So we're not going to dive too much deeper into trauma because I am still deep into the trauma reprocessing work. I'm doing EMDR therapy, IFS therapy. I'm actually working with two therapists and two healers right now. So this is what I say when I mean that I'm a human guinea pig. I immediately got a therapist who's very well-versed in panic and anxiety. Once I started to have my body, started to have full body remembrances and feelings related to the trauma as a child, but also before my brain could catch up, before my mind could catch up. And so I got this therapist who's incredible. She's very versed in panic and anxiety and chronic illness even, and how all of those things are interconnected, which I'm going to get to. And then I also started seeing my old psychiatrist. And I actually really hope that he'll come on the podcast one day because he barely sees patients anymore. But I saw him for my whole duration of college and also a little bit after college. And he helped me a lot with anxiety at that time, which was very related to my past relationship with my first boyfriend, Tommy, who we've talked a lot about on this podcast. Tommy had substance abuse issues. He was a heroin addict and I was madly in love with him. And we were very, very intertwined for 12 years, but also multiple lifetimes and all that kind of stuff. So I started seeing my psychiatrist again, and he's been hugely helpful because let me tell you, he is blunt and he will just freaking tell it like it is. And he has told me so many things that have helped me unlock really stuff that's going on deep within my psyche. And because he has known me for the last 
oh my God, 14 years. I started going there in 2009. He's been able to point things back to me that have shown me I've been dealing with this anxiety and panic for many years of my life, if not for pretty much my whole life. And let me back up a little bit to start telling you how I started to feel this panic and anxiety. So let's back up. I would call myself for most of my adult life and even my childhood, a very stable, high-functioning person with my head on straight and just like always very successful, overachieving, high achieving, all those things. And as such, I have always been very optimistic. So even when I fell quite ill with chronic Lyme disease many years ago, I've always had a super optimistic approach to all this. I've, I've been able to view the chronic illness as something that helped me slow down, as something that helped me embark on my spiritual awakening, that taught me everything there is to know about the relationships in my life, my relationship to myself, the alone time that I need, what an introvert I am. It got me into astrology and past lives and every type of alternative healing that I have started to explore over the last six years is because of the chronic illness that, that I've dealt with. So again, to say all this is because I have been such an optimist for so much of my life. And because I've also been such an optimist and I was always rewarded for being an overachiever, i.e. that's how I get all the praise in my family of origin and all that kind of stuff, which I love. Like my parents are my best friends, but you know, we're all learning and uncovering these things about ourselves all the time. And therapy is really, really helping me dive deep into all of that. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every single day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, don't we all? And I also wanted increased energy. It also helps with immune system support. And I take so many pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And I love the way that this tastes. I put it in water every morning before my decaf coffee, which used to be regular coffee, but you know, I'm on the decaf train now and it makes me feel unstoppable. It really helps me feel like I am doing something really good for my body first thing in the morning, which I love. I first heard about it from a bunch of different influencer friends. I feel like everybody takes AG1, so I wanted to try it and see what all of the hype was about. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. I also really like that it's delivered monthly so I don't have to think about it. And I get the travel pack so I don't have to miss a day and I bring it with me everywhere I go. So if you want to take ownership over your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash blonde. That is athleticgreens.com slash blonde. Check it out and enjoy. Tell me what you think. 
I'm so excited about our next partner because it's so hard to find a comfortable bra, but not only a bra that's comfortable, but that also makes your boobs look and feel amazing and doesn't lose that comfiness factor. So basically, after I got pregnant and anybody who has had a baby knows your boobs grow and then you breastfeed and then they grow some more and then they shrink and then they grow like after all that, I just wanted to be comfortable. I was mostly wearing a sports bra all the time until I found Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra will make your boobs look great, period. But it's also super supportive and comfortable and it doesn't show through your clothes. It has made millions of women very happy. I also love that it's designed for your body and even comes in half cup sizes, which is perfect for me because I've really never fallen into a particular regular size bra. So that's been amazing for me. It will become your everyday go-to bra. It comes in over 60 sizes and half cups, like I said, for your perfect fit. And it's invisible under clothes. So it works for every outfit. So I promise with Third Love, you will never get stuck with a bad bra again. Returns and exchanges are free for 60 days and they are the largest donor of undergarments in the US. So I think that's really, really cool that they have that give back mission. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash balance. That is 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash balanced. Cannot wait to hear what you think. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. So because I've been someone who always looks on the bright side and I've always been trucking along and even when I've gotten really sick and had to take some time off, I've had all these good things in my life where I've been able to jump back into my career and podcasting and I've I've just had this wide net of support so I've never really had to sit and face some of my demons if you will some of the really really dark mulch that lives inside all of us but then again I had no idea that I wasn't facing it because I bravely embark on all of these psychedelic healing journeys and I started seeing my first therapist when I was five. So I I have felt like I've always been someone who has been really doing the work, quote unquote. And I know that we like laugh about, you know, like everybody says these days, I'm doing the work. And if you're not doing the work, you better be doing the work. And it's so ridiculous, actually. But to be honest, I always felt like I was always doing the inner work required of me to be the highest version of myself and to be the best version of myself for my family, for the people that I love, for my career, for you guys who I love, all of you, and for myself first and foremost. But I didn't realize I was quite heavily disassociated. And I use that term 
not lightly, not lightly, I found out about this as I started seeing my old psychiatrist again. And disassociation is like a huge range. So I'm not talking about like on the spectrum of disassociative personality disorder, which is not something that I can relate to at all. And it's not something that I've experienced. I'm talking about because of having trauma as a child and because of being so highly sensitive and because of being intuitive and psychic and empathic and visited by angels and spirits and realms beyond as a child and being in a family that simply didn't know how to help me with those gifts or even know that those gifts were real, a part of me started to disassociate because that's scary. I mean, I think I had a lot of fears as a child and they were past life fears and I could remember my past lives and I remember being visited by spirits and all this kind of stuff. So I started to disassociate and disassociate and disassociate. And what we do when we're disassociating is we're really disconnecting from who we are in our soul and our core. So I think what started to happen is the person who I was expressing myself as on the outside in social situations. And I think back to Jordan, who had this leadership role in my sorority, like all that kind of stuff, as amazing as it was at the time was out of alignment with my soul. And so like my highest soul that just wanted to be doing other things, wanted to be pursuing a more spiritual life, wanted to kind of blend being so social with being an introvert. And I just didn't know how to do any of those things. So I was quite heavily disassociated. And if you can relate, oh my God, it is quite the journey to to start healing from being disassociated and to come fully back into your body after dealing with all that kind of stuff. So with the help of my therapists and my healers and my intuitive mentors who are helping me tap deeper into my gifts, that's what I've been working on for the last, I mean, I would say since the beginning of the year started. And from there, I started to have the most debilitating anxiety and panic attacks. I would have them at times when recording this podcast, not a solo episode. Like I'm at home right now with candles and Hudson and my journal and all this stuff. But when I would go into the studio and and have guests on who I was just meeting for the first time, I would start to panic. And this this is not typical for me because I love what I do. And I've always been so comfortable in front of the camera and on the microphone. And I just wasn't feeling like myself. And again, like I don't think any of this would have been translated outwardly because I know how to get myself together. But that's also because I'm so familiar with stepping away from the deepest parts of my soul, when the deepest parts of my soul are like, no, Jordan, we're screaming at you to listen. Like, you got to slow down. You've got to be home more. You have to stop packing your schedule the way that you always have because there's no room for anything new to flow through. And what has really been wanting to flow through for years are the two books that I'm working on, the memoir and the fiction but also being a mom and also my psychic abilities and like bringing my psychic and intuitive offerings to the world. 
So needless to say, I've been packing my schedule for my whole career. And I've always told myself, I need to cut back. I need to stop. Because the truth is, I don't operate like a lot of other people. So if you look at my astrology birth chart or my human design, I'm a Libra with a Cancer moon, Aquarius rising. I'm a 4-6 reflector in human design. All of that has helped give me permission to live differently than other people, to live my truest self and my truest design. And thankfully, I've been living that way for like four or five years, but I need to take it to a whole new level. Like I'm living in the middle of the city when my soul wants to be living in nature. And that was something that I would take out of a lot of my ketamine therapy journeys. I would tell Mike, I have to live in nature. I'm envisioning it. I see it. That's where my soul thrives. And it's like, there's this like creative, ethereal, fairy writer mom that lives inside of me. And I'm still kind of operating the way that I operated for most of my life, which is this very overachieving, masculine, get it done, people pleasing, no boundaries, never cancel on anyone, never disappoint anyone version of myself. And as I started to really look into this more, I realized, holy shit, no wonder why I'm having daily panic attacks. No wonder why anxiety is swallowing me whole. And to be honest, I started feeling some of this anxiety back in November and I had a huge panic attack on the way to Carmel from LA to Carmel. It's like a six hour drive. I had a panic attack almost the whole time. And I just chalked it up to like, wow, maybe I was kind of claustrophobic in the car or maybe post-ketamine therapy. I shouldn't have like committed to such a long drive and all this kind of stuff. I was with my family going there for Thanksgiving and it was hard to shake that panic attack, but I did. And because such an eternal optimist lives inside of me, I was able to kind of step into this version of myself where I continued to just tell myself, Jordan, you're fine. And so that's what I always do. And if you do this too, please take note because it is not the vibe. That is not the energy of true healing. And again, like this healing work is not for the faint of heart. And and it's, you know, if it's not calling you and you're not ready to kind of step into some of this deeper healing work, don't do it. Wait. I was kind of forced into it because it was time for me. And now I realize because I was having the panic and I wasn't paying attention to it very much, I got pushed into a place where I had no choice but to deal and heal. And as I've learned time and time again, I learned this with chronic illness. And now I'm learning this with my mental health journey that I've been on this year. If you don't listen to your body or your mind, something's got to give. Like it's, it's not going to let up. Our bodies and our minds and our beautiful brains and our super wise bodies and energy fields are so wise, so much wiser than our little human selves could ever imagine. And so you can outrun it and outrun it and outrun it. And all I was trying to do was outrun my soul for so long and tell myself, well, in the future, I will slow down. In the future, I'll make sure that my family and I live in nature. I won't overbook myself. I won't double book myself. I I won't put other people's feelings before my own. And finally, you guys, like 
it was like a dam broke open and the water swallowed me whole. And for the end of January, all the way into pretty much middle of February, I was in a two to three week panic attack. And my therapist tells me that's impossible because panic attacks, the way that they work and the way that the adrenaline rushes into our body and the way that the hormones work is that I think, you know, a real panic attack lasts anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Don't quote me on that. But what was happening with me was that by the time one panic attack would end, I would already be entering into another one. So I was in back-to-back panic attacks for two and a half to three weeks. And if you've never experienced this, which I hope to God that you haven't, it is so brutal. Nothing, nothing in the world has ever been more brutal. And with my physical health, I've been through a lot, but this mental health has been this two or three week panic attack. Nothing has ever made me feel like that. And when you're panicking and panicking and panicking, you feel like you're going crazy. And that's the fear. Like that's also my past life fear. And I believe in eternal souls and these endless past lives. And my past life fear was like, because I am this psychic, open, intuitive seer. And that is not, and especially was not back then in these past lives, the 1800s, 1900s was not seen as a real thing a true thing. People were locked up. There were the witch trials. People were locked up in psychiatric hospitals. So that's like a huge fear of mine. And this panic was getting so severe that I was just like, am I going to be okay? And meanwhile, I'm freaking still showing up to my job and to being a mom and hosting baby music classes at our house. And I'm just like staying on the hamster wheel. You're on it until you choose to get off. And what I've decided now is I'm choosing to get off. I'm choosing to live life differently. It's a commitment that I've made to myself and I'm sticking to it. That's what this has all brought me. So we are all on our own individual hamster wheels. And I'm sure many of you are listening and and you probably can't relate to the life that, that I live here in LA and being a podcaster and an influencer and a blogger. There's only a few people in the world who can relate to that experience. But I know wherever you are and whatever experience you're having, you can relate to your own hamster wheel, the nine to five or just not sticking up for yourself, not learning to have boundaries. We all get stuck on our loops and our hamster wheels. And what ketamine therapy does is it changes those loops and it changes the neural pathways in our brain and puts us onto a different pattern. Like it helps us break the loops and something really positive that came from ketamine therapy. Although I'll, I'll still say like all of this has been positive, even though it's been such a rock bottom, such a rock bottom, rock bottoms are the ultimate gift. But something I will say is a gift that came out of ketamine therapy is I really wanted to break that loop of obsessing over people. Like I've been such a people pleaser. I talk about it on the podcast a lot. Lack of boundaries, holding on to friendships that no longer feel good or these, you know, friends that like don't even call me back, all that kind of stuff. 
I really wanted to let go of that and find freedom from that. Freedom is very, very, very important for my soul. I'm an old soul. That's something I can tell you with 100% clarity. I just spoke to the psychic medium Ainsley McLeod. He's also going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. And he confirmed to me that I am a level 10 soul age, meaning it is very likely my last time on this planet. Maybe I have one more life in me after this, maybe not. But like, I'm an old soul and I'm tired. And there's like a lot of bullshit with the human experience that I am so tired of. So all of this to say, I really wanted freedom and liberation from worrying so much about other people and rejection and abandonment and judgment and what will other people think of me and the people pleasing. I will say, thanks to ketamine therapy, I have made leaps and bounds. I almost don't care about that at all anymore. I feel so strong and so resolute in who I am as a person. And I just feel so confident in who I am that it doesn't matter. Like there's people in my life who probably think, oh, Jordan, just stop trying with me or she fell off the map. Or I know even on this podcast, I have the best listeners in the world. And once in a blue moon, I have a hate listener who tunes in just to be like, oh, this girl's crazy, blah, blah. And I can tell you with the utmost truth for the first and only time in my life, I don't care. I don't care because what I understand is the place within me that is so deep that understands myself and my soul's purpose and my soul's journey and that I'm a kind person and a pure person and my, my intentions are pure and my soul is good. I believe it and and nothing could really convince me otherwise. So all of this to say the freedom that I was my main intention in my ketamine therapy journeys, I did receive, but in its place, I'm now having to do the deeper work and it's no joke. And I've joked to my therapist a few times, oh my God, what I would give for the luxury of freaking stressing about friendships and people who might not like me anymore and yada, 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 rather than stressing about the panic attacks and the fear of losing my mind, the fear of going off the deep end, quote unquote. And again, if anyone here is listening and they have reached that point of what society would say is losing your mind, I do not judge you at all. Like I, I applaud you because I know it's hard and it's not what anyone wants, but we're living in, we're living in a dysfunctional, dysregulated society. And so it's a very appropriate response to feel very out of the ordinary in this society or to feel like, oh, you do have a mental illness or anxiety or depression because so much about the way that we live our lives and what we've been shown is important and the overachieving and and the judgment and, um, you know, the darkness and people not getting along, all of that stuff is hard for us empathic people and us old souls. But I'm going, I'm going on a tangent. So let me get back on track. Something else that I listened to recently, I listened to this incredible podcast with my friend Wesley Christensen on the topic of something called feminine rage. And when I first heard that, I was like, what is that? I'm intrigued. I want to hear more. And I have to say, every single word spoke to me so deeply and it hit me 
like a punch in the gut. It was like, you know what? We as women are expected to show up in every freaking way possible. Like we are expected to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, having dinner on the table every night, be nice to everyone, don't cause a ruckus, make sure everybody loves you. Also, you better be working hard at the same time and how much money are you making, but also like how involved are you at your kid's school and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sick and tired of it. Like I'm sick and tired of these societal pressures. And that's not really like the topic that I want to go on for the rest of this podcast. But I just want to say it's a whole other symptom of the dysfunctional and dysregulated society. But to talk about it in a more positive light for anybody out there who's like, yes, I feel that and that sucks. The positive light is I really do feel like so many of us are here to be the change and things are shifting in a new direction. And that's what I would call the new paradigm. And that's really where I want to shift the focus of the rest of this episode too. Let's talk about natural deodorant. This is a game changer. You guys know I am militant about what I will put on my body and what I will not, but especially when it comes to deodorants because we have so many lymph nodes under our arms. And when I really made my switch to non-toxic with everything that I used several years ago, I went on a hunt for the best natural deodorant. So I am super thrilled to be working with Nez. They are a brand new, clean, aluminum-free, dermatologist-tested deodorant brand. They're customized for the different occasions of your life because did you know that our body creates different types of sweat? So stress sweat is totally different and even comes from a different type of sweat gland than movement or heat-based sweat. So whether you're going to the gym or going on a date, you would want to be using a different deodorant, which I think is really cool that Nez has all the different options. It's customized for your different sweat moments and it's available in workout sesh, board meeting, and date ready. They give you the right sweat protection and the right fragrance at the right time. But the best part about it all, it is clean and aluminum free and it actually works. You can also build your perfect bundle of their mini deodorants, which I have and I'm such a huge fan of. So visit Inez Care and use promo code BALANCED at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's N-E-Z-C-A-R-E dot com and use promo code BALANCED for 10% off your entire order. Promo code VALID through June 30th, 2023. Guys, I am thrilled to talk to you about Caraway. Oh my God, have you been seeing the amazing Caraway pots and pans that I've been posting on my Instagram? They are non-toxic. They're so thoughtfully designed and they're beautiful. They also come with complimentary storage. And since we don't have a ton of space in our kitchen, that has been a game changer. I'll post it again on my story so you guys can see because it's beautiful. So what I love about Caraway the most is that they're made without any toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, or any other hard to pronounce chemicals. 
Like, why would we ever want chemicals in our cookware where our food is being cooked and getting heated? We just want to be so careful. And I'm such a fan of this brand. They are easy cooking. So they have a naturally slick surface, which means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. I love that they're high quality, they're ceramic, they're beautiful, and it comes in a variety of chic shades. We have the cream, and all sets include the complimentary easy storage solutions, which I love. We have a special offer for you. You can visit carawayhome.com slash balanced to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your first purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash balanced or use code balanced at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. The new paradigm. I realized, and I had a dear friend, my amazing sister of a friend, Lily Ashwell, tell me what you're experiencing, Jordan, is normal. It's you trying to get on track with your higher soul, which is really here to live the new paradigm. The old paradigm, just to explain, is this society that we're talking about where, like, everything is pretty dysregulated, dysfunctional, expectations on all of us are super high. Everyone's playing the game. Life life in the old paradigm is about playing the game, but it's not really constructed in a way that's supposed to bring us joy or health or happiness. Like whatever happened to small town living and being kind to your neighbors, even like knowing your neighbors and, and also this whole feeling of like, I need to play nice or else people are not going to like me. Like, what about just being yourself? So what I've learned in this whole process as I'm gearing toward living this new paradigm life is I'm not, I'm not here as a person to just pretend that I'm okay. <laughs> I'm here to actually tell the truth. And I'm here to not just pretend to be okay, but be like, you know what? I'm not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. And what I want is to really be great. Like I want to feel amazing and I want to feel like I'm a light in this world. And I need to get back to that because we will all feel the duality. We will all feel the light and the darkness. But what I've had to do for the past several months is find my inner light again and go into a healing cocoon. So I have been in a healing cocoon with my best friends and my family. And I've been really lucky that my dear friend Jenna, Jenna Zoe, who many of you know, was in town for the whole month of February, which really helped to get me out of my funk because I was I was ready to go into full isolation. I was ready to be like, I need to cancel my schedule. I need to stay home and be in rigorous therapy and just figure this out because I cannot live with these daily panic attacks anymore. And um, I told Jenna at a certain point when she was here, because we would go have fun. We would see our other friends. Like I was totally still functioning in my life. It was just a little harder for me. I told her, I feel like when we go do these fun things, I'm like leaving rehab for the day. And then I'm coming back home into my rehab cocoon, which to me really just means like I'm doing the intense work right now of trauma reprocessing, 
EMDR, IFS, meditation, doing the work of Dr. John Sarno, which is going into the body and really like knowing that our trauma is something that creates pain and chronic illness in the body, seeing the healers, doing yoga, sauna, working on my intuitive abilities, those things. And so what I realized was with my intuitive abilities, I kind of got this flashback to some of the amazing mediums and psychics that I've had on this podcast from my dear friend, Marianne DeMarco, to the Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo. And they both have talked on this podcast and in the various books that they've written about being in their mid-30s and having this kind of like crisis awakening moment of like, you know what? You're psychic. You need to get back on your soul's path. And their spirit guides did everything they could to get them back on their soul's path. And I'm not in my mid thirties. I'm 32, but I feel like at this age, this is when my higher soul and my spirit guides and everyone else on the other side is like, Jordan, we're not playing around anymore. You're not going to run away from these gifts anymore. You're not going to busy yourself by overbooking yourself in the podcast studio. You're going to do this. And the way that I channel, which I think a lot of you guys know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, is through writing. I channel a lot through writing. And I feel like that's my method of channeling. And I'm definitely open to doing ancestral readings and mediumship and different type of psychic things. But where I really shine is in my writing. My friend Lacey talks about this thing called the authentic code, which is finding what are like the top four things that really light you up. And are they at the forefront of your life? Because if they're not, you are going to feel burnt out. You are not going to feel like yourself. And that's just going to be a fact. So I got really clear on what my authentic code is. And mine is family self-care, which includes all the things that I do for my health and my inner work and my therapy and intuitive abilities and all that kind of stuff. Writing, which is the language of my soul and nature. And other than family, which I've always prioritized even in the busiest seasons of my life, the rest of it had kind of fallen by the wayside. The self-care, even though I've been pretty decent at it compared to most people. I need a very heightened level of self-care. That's something that I know about myself. And then also the nature and the writing took a total backseat. And when I looked at that, I realized this rock bottom is my biggest gift because it's waking me back up to everything that I've needed to know about myself for so long. Also, another huge shift that I made was with my diet. And we've got to do a whole episode on this because everybody wants to know about the diet stuff. But I made a huge shift in my diet because I've been vegan for a long time. I think a lot of you guys know that. Super passionate about the plant-based way of life. But I decided to actually listen to myself and my body and make some changes this year. Postpartum, I was craving so many foods. And for the record, I have a 14 and a half month old now. So for 14 and a half months, I was craving fish and eggs and chicken and meat. And because I have been a diehard plant-based gal, I haven't really listened to that inner intuition, that inner call, even though 
my recommendation and my tips and my advice to anyone else who felt that way would be follow your soul, follow your body. The body's wise. The body keeps the score. The body knows. But I finally decided I need some grounding foods. And if I keep eating in my plant-based way and like all love to the plant-based life, of course, and everybody who's here who's vegan and plant-based, I love that for you. And I love that for me in the past and probably in the future. But right now, what I have known on a biological, physical level is that I have needed grounding foods. And it makes a lot of sense to me because I actually developed something called the celestial diet and the celestial lifestyle, which I ate that way for many years when I was healing my body from chronic inflammation and chronic Lyme. And it's a salt, oil, sugar-free, vegan way of life that's very heavy in the fruits and vegetables. And it's just a very light way of being. And it really served me for a long time. And I know it'll still be a part of my life. But this season of my life, you guys, I need grounding foods. My body was like, give me some meat, girlfriend, so we can ground and feel like we are not floating up to the ethers, that we are not floating up to the ethereal realms. And and something that was happening as a result post-ketamine, I'm sorry, I don't think I got to this before, post-ketamine, I was no longer able to disassociate. I'm bringing this full circle now. Sorry that I didn't mention this sooner. Post-ketamine, I was no longer able to disassociate. So then I was feeling all of the feelings and the panic and anxiety and fears that I had as a child and even epigenetic fears. So like ketamine can open you up to your ancestral fears that your lineage has had so that you can transmute them and heal them for the family and for your own soul's karma and all those things, I couldn't disassociate anymore. So I was in this perpetual state of feeling everything that I had shut out for decades, probably for 30 years. I mean, I probably started to shut this stuff off when I was like a toddler. So all of this to say, my body really needed some grounding foods and I've incorporated those foods. I actually, for the first time, at Erewhon yesterday, bought some ground beef that I'm going to be cooking tonight. I don't even know how to make it. My mom and I were laughing because at Erewhon, I was like, I didn't even know that they had this wall of meat because I never looked at it because I only ever shopped for plant-based food. And I'm really thankful that the world has come a long way in the last eight or nine years that I really don't think people are going to come for me for not being plant-based in this season of my life. And if anyone does, again, it's of no consequence to me. It's like that is their shit and their own triggers and their own life. And it doesn't really mean much to me if anyone kind of takes it in a way that's offensive. Like I, like I said, love the plant-based life. My husband's vegan. My son is very vegetarian. And I just know that I have nothing to apologize for because it's I'm doing what works for me and that's what we've all got to do. So I wanted to touch on that because that's a big change that I've made and I feel like the grounding that it's giving me and also the therapeutic art of cooking and meal prepping has been really 
really, really amazing for me during this time. And I don't recommend this to anyone else. Like what I recommend is to listen to your own body. I've also done a lot of hormone testing. I'm doing the Dutch hormone test right now, the adrenal saliva test, doing stool testing, blood tests, everything. Just because I also knew part of this anxiety that I was feeling so heavily was very connected to postpartum anxiety, which I believe my postpartum anxiety came on really late. And it was coupled with all this other stuff that I'm talking about. But hormones play a huge role in anxiety. So if you're listening and you're feeling like you too experience anxiety and panic and you want to know some of the things that have helped me aside from therapy that we've been talking about, I would say get your hormones tested, read the book, The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. I'm having him on the podcast soon. That book is changing my life. And then something that my spirit guides dropped into my ethers, into my mind, is something called German New Medicine. And let me tell you about German New Medicine. It's something that I'd been hearing about for a while. And I even was like, connected with this German new medicine practitioner. She's also an evolutionary astrologer. And I had a session with her booked back in September, but we never did the session because I, being Jordan at that time in my life, didn't have time for any of my own self-care. So I like canceled our appointment, never rescheduled it because I was just living, living on the hamster wheel. So let's talk about German new medicine because it's something that I'm exploring now and I'm so passionate about it that I almost feel like I want to get certified in it, but that's that's a whole other story. So German new medicine is a revolutionary perspective of health and disease that was discovered by Dr. R.G. Hammer, who was a German medical doctor in the early 1980s. He was able to identify a very specific correlation between our physical symptoms, our brain, and the unexpected emotional distress in our lives, which he calls conflict shock. So basically, it's like the emotion code on steroids. It helps us to understand the root cause and the development of disease and illness and ailment and natural healing based on what he calls the five biological laws of nature. And I kind of want to get into what those biological laws are, but I also completely know that we're going to do an episode, at least one, if not so many, on German new medicine. It's very spiritual. I'm still learning a lot about it, but with German new medicine, it helps us really look at our symptoms as an opportunity to get a glimpse of what we have to work on emotionally in order for us to grow spiritually so that we can then gain insight and heal physically. So basically, it's all about the root cause healing. And there's so many different modalities that help us do that. But German New Medicine is something I've discovered recently that I had to tell you guys about that I'm so excited to share with you guys. And we will definitely do a lot of content on this soon on the podcast and the blog. Another note that I have here is traumas turn into illness and the root cause of all of it from skin to migraines to 
chronic autoimmune conditions and more is all so related. That's something that I really wanted to share in this episode. Something else I wanted to share is that becoming a mother wakes this up inside of you. Becoming a mother is really something that shifts patterns so deeply in your body because for me at least, it got me to this point where I realized like I'm here to heal my way of being for Atticus because I'm not going to pass any of this shit on to him. And I'm not perfect. And what I've learned in my short motherhood journey thus far is like aiming for perfection is never going to happen. But I'm going to do the damn best that I can to make sure that he is just as free from so much of the shit that I've had to go through in my life as humanly possible. I wrote down anxiety makes you feel like you're going crazy. Very common among women. I think one of women's greatest fears in life is going crazy. And something that I've learned about anxiety on my anxiety journey is so much of what makes anxiety painful and scary and miserable is that you feel like you're alone and you feel like no one else could ever possibly feel this way. So it's really important for me to talk about this. It's important to me to talk about this to help break the stigma because you're not alone. And when I started telling everyone about this, because you guys, from January to March, (laughs) it's still March, I couldn't go anywhere without telling everyone how I felt because it was just like, pouring out of my heart. I was wearing my heart on my sleeve. And that's the other thing is I just was no longer able to to fake it. Not that I knew I was faking it before, but now I know. And I'm excited to keep healing. So the action steps I would recommend taking if you're feeling this way, and this is what I'm really focusing on doing now, is to think about what do you love most in your life? So going back to that whole authentic code that we talked about from Lacey's work and how much of that are you doing in your life right now? If you're not doing those things, why are you avoiding it? Can you incorporate it in more? Because for me, I realized I was avoiding a lot of it, like the writing and the channeling and even being in nature because I just didn't feel worthy. And I also was kind of afraid to feel all of the emotions, which is a whole other thing. And now that I'm not disassociating anymore, I'm feeling everything. And I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. So my final message to you guys for this episode is it's okay to slow down. It's okay to do things differently. It's okay to put yourself first. And it's okay to not be okay. You will rebuild and you will do something amazing with the way that you rebuild. This whole situation this whole experience that I've had has made me more honest with everyone in my life. I feel like I was crumbling a mirror eight weeks ago, and now I feel like I'm free and I'm walking toward freedom. It's a really good feeling, and that's what I want for everyone. I also want to say this is not the end of my story. I mean, this is part one, and this is the most vulnerable episode I've ever done, but it's also the most me I've ever felt. And that's the crazy thing. That's the thing about a rock bottom is like, I don't have to hide from myself anymore. And this is all still really new and really raw, really raw. And I did tune into this and ask myself, am I ready to share this? And the answer is yes, it really is. I feel comfortable sharing this because there's also so many personal intimate details that I did leave out for the sake of 
privacy and also for the sake of like my heart, my inner child. I'm still figuring out some of what's what has caused all of this and I'm I'm still figuring out where to go from here. But now I know the reason that I haven't written my memoir yet is cuz it's going to be about this. And I'm excited to see where this all takes me. And yes, it's been the hardest time in my life, but I'm seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. And if anyone has ever experienced any of this, I am holding your hand through it. You are not alone. And I'm so grateful that you're here. If you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. I put this on Instagram, but in my next solo episode for Q&A, I am going to incorporate a hotline so that you guys can leave voicemails. And we're going to keep them short because I know like if you're anything like me, we could ramble on and on. Um, And we're going to include your questions in the next solo Q&A that I do. I think it's going to be really special and a really intimate, fun way to connect with you guys. So stay tuned for that. I'll put the hotline number on Instagram and my blog and also... I'll put it in the show notes, not of this episode because I I don't have the number yet, but in an upcoming episode. So you can look forward to that. And if you want a part two, please let me know because I feel like I barely even was able to scratch the surface, even though I know this episode took us way beneath the surface as well. So I love you guys. Come to Instagram. Tell me your favorite part of this episode. This is one where I really want to hear your feedback. I always want to hear your feedback, but this one in particular, I'm really going to want to hear from you because this is this is a lot for me to share. So I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Have a soul on fire day and we'll talk next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.